from Landgrant <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers podcast. My name is Eric, and today I am joined with Creative Director Walt Keys. Land ho. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. Did you come with that on the spot? Try, trying to infringe on Dan's uh, maritime monopoly. That's good. All right. Uh, we have also today Director of Communications, <laughs> Meredith Miles. I got nothing. You've really put me... I could, wish I could have prepared something. Hello. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Beers of the Brewers podcast without our head brewer, Mr. Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. And also, yar. <laughs> yar, indeed. Yar, indeed. You could have gone avast. Uh, you could have gone... It's avast. Avast? Uh, yeah. Next time, I think guys. you're going to regret this in, like, four <laughs> weeks. I don't know much merits. I'm starboard. I want starboard your mom. Port. I want your mom to... Answer the phone when you call her Walt and say, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, I'm so thrilled to be de- uh, back here today with you guys. We're talking about one of our exciting seasonals, uh, a fan favorite, a returning beer. Uh, it's chocolate, it's peanut butter, it's coffee, it's open always. Our collaboration beer that we do uh, with Buckeye Donuts for, I believe, three years running now. Is that right, Jan? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, also features uh, Stoff's coffee, I should actually say. Yes. We want to highlight our, our good friends at Stoff's. Uh, Dan, why don't you uh, take us through a little bit what's going on with this beer? Yeah, so 6.6% ABV, 16 IBUs. Um, uh, Galena and Chinook on the hops. And, um, uh, a... On the uh, grist side, we've got our uh, our silo malt, a little bit of white wheat for um, some bready character and head retention. Uh, Cara Brown, which um, is that the muffin one? Yeah, it basically <laughs> yeah, that's the muffin malt. Do you know uh, the muffin malt? Because <laughs> <laughs> now I do. Uh, Caramel Munich um, to give some toffee and raisin flavors. Uh, Victory, which is kind of uh, biscuity, and chocolate malt, which doesn't really taste like chocolate it's um i think someone described it as a day-old coffee malt um, but this person also doesn't really like coffee malt so maybe they're not the best person to rely on for a descriptor <laughs> um, but i would say yeah it leans more into uh more into coffee than chocolate depending on what chocolate malt you use um, but the big game changer for us um last year and then this year as well is we uh used our house lager strain on this to do uh, like a warm lager ferment and uh, we were able to use way less PB2 which is uh, dehydrated peanut butter powder um, in the boil and uh, as a result of that lower fermentation temperature we we retained more of that in the fermenter and then um, uh, many many thanks to uh, Matthew our intern lab tech who uh, went next door to Straw wa- Strongwater and um, roasted 80 pounds of uh, cocoa nibs, uh, two pounds at a time on a Shout sheet pan. Shout out, Matthew. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, my hero. 
I've done this at home and it's not fun. So the fact that he spent ever, uh, several hours doing it. Yeah. Um, which thanks to Strongwater, too, for letting yeah, us do no that. Kidding. That's cool. Which uh, not only um, manages to, to sanitize the, the nibs somewhat. Always got to uh, sanitize the nibs. Yeah. Important. Uh, also uh, makes them more chocolatey, nutty, takes a little bit of the bitterness, um, volatizes some of the fat that uh, normally kills your head. Um, and uh, then, yeah, just the sort of uh, house coffee coffee from our friends at Stoff's. And a um, little bit of peanut butter extract to give you that, that pop in the bright tank. And that's, that's all the things. I have to ask the question, because we had our pals from Buckeye Donuts. Jimmy rolled in with his dozen donuts and tossed them into the mash. Can you, like, that's the thing I, I found funny, because it's, you know, whole donuts going in. Um, can you talk just a little bit about what happens to those donuts in there? Absolutely nothing. They, <laughs> they sink to the bottom and they die a slow, sad death. Yeah. But um, it's, if, if, oh, I forget. I was hearing someone talk to uh, one of those uh, fanboy breweries that does uh, big pastry stouts and saying mm-hmm. that there is something to using the actual base ingredient when you're trying to, you know, imitate something. But um, mm-hmm. that we take a lot of donuts yeah. To uh, to make it taste like one Still, of their delicious it makes it donuts. Fun. It makes and a I good social media the, video. The clean out of the uh, kettle after that would be not super duper fun. No, and uh, yeah, the fat is not great. So yeah. we try not to put you know a lot of fat in our beers. W- one thing that it does do though, Meredith, is it imparts a real spirit of collaboration. It certainly does. Walt. And adds the real soul and uh, spirit of. Buckeye Donuts in the beer. hundred percent. And I think what's fun about that is when you, if you've had a Buckeye Donut, you know, if you've, if you've been down on Ohio State's campus, not only is the, the place called Buckeye Donuts, but obviously they have the Buckeye Donut that's essentially embodies a lot of these flavors. I feel like there's something fun about the fact that it's like, believe it or not, there are actual donuts in this, regardless of if they are impactful in any way. I think there is something kind of um, playful about that that makes it kind of cool. And ties it all together. Dan, there's nothing you can say that won't let me believe in my heart that the donuts affect the flavor of this beer. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, just let me live on that island. I think the, it, the power of suggestion does really have a, a strong effect on the flavor. It's more, of the beer. Maybe it's like a manifestation. It's just by in, imparting a little bit of donut dum into the mash, we are then generating an, a very representative flavor in the final product. It's, it's sort of like the reverse of like when, when you're tasting a beer that may, may have something amiss with it and someone's like, hey, taste this. Does this taste right? By them saying that, you immediately assume this beer doesn't taste right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it could taste 100% perfect, but if someone gives you that beer and, and you taste it, you just, you could find, anyone could find it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with any beer. But this, it's like, you know, this beer has donuts. It's like, oh, my God, I taste the donuts. <laughs> yeah, you taste the donuts, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I will say that uh, there are, are brewers who, um, just on principle, with uh, with hoppy beers these days, you know, not having uh, a bunch of boil additions, um, and a lot of times just having a big Whirlpool edition will literally just throw a handful of hops in at the beginning of the boil uh, just to say they did. So if they can do that, <laughs> yeah. right, then, yes, we can throw... <laughs> A dozen donuts in, and it makes us happy. So, well, I will say, yeah, yesterday uh, when we were brewing a uh, to be announced beer, 
that I don't I don't want to give away the the goose on here today. Adam was out in the beer garden and noticed uh, some very fine looking uh, whole cone hops growing on our our vines out there. Pulled a few down and they smelled very nice. So we threw four four cones of beer garden hops into a uh, a fresh hop beer and. Uh, I'm sure that will really put that beer over the top. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been called Fresh Shop before they did that. <laughs> you know, I think, it, yeah, it was uh, four of before those, was just four of those I don't know, like <laughs> 900,000 cones <laughs> that went in that beer. It came from our beer garden. And Let me ask you guys, too. Like when it I, made all the difference. When, I'm take, when I take this beer around town and try to uh, uh, sell it to accounts, uh, everybody takes something. I feel like everybody has a different answer to what they are tasting the most of. For example, I get peanut butter as the primary. But what do you are you guys taking away a different ingredient? I get a ton of coffee on the aroma. Interesting. Yes, I can confirm that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, let me take a. I mean, yeah, I get a lot of coffee, which I love, Um, and I get that sort of like peanut butter cup, like. Combo chocolate and peanut butter. That's, but none is rising. Yeah, the that's top. just yeah. great. Um, but it also doesn't like the thing I like about this beer a lot. When you know, it's it is not super over the top rich. Mm-hmm. It is not yeah. super duper sweet. It is not. Um, I mean, you know, like you have these like creamy like pastry stouts. It's not it's heavy not at that. all. Yeah, I think it's, it's super drinkable. Yeah. I get a ton of coffee, and I, and I, which I, in a beer, really, really appreciate. Um, but it's that it's kind of like what uh, like Dan was chocolate and peanut butter. That too. day old coffee, but like in a good way, like the diner coffee. Like that's what I gotta get. I feel I like. like when you, you know, if you go to a beer tasting or sometimes a wine tasting, and you know, you think you're you're getting the notes that you get, and then if someone talks you through it, you're like, wait, I am picking up that mm-hmm. there's cherry or I am picking up because it's a little bit of a, a suggested or like a guided thing. I think that because it's sort of this collective, very balanced roastiness, I think for me, it's like depending, you know, if I think about the ingredients, like as I go to drink, whatever ingredient I'm thinking about is what I taste. And I think that's the cool part about it is every sip. If I'm thinking about coffee and I go in, I get the coffee. But if I think about peanut butter and I go in, I get the peanut butter. Um, even the coffee or the chocolateness of it, I get. And I think that's what I like the most about it because it's sort of, it's it's so balanced and so drinkable. It's not hitting you over the head with any of those specific flavors. And I think the aroma impacts, you know, from a from a glass versus a can too, really enhances that roastiness for me. It's funny you said the word cherry on my last sip, and then I felt like I was getting a little taste of cherry. Isn't that in there. funny how that works? <laughs> Again, donuts in the mash, power of suggestion. So, well, that is a good lead-in into how crushable do we think this beer really is? How crushable is it? Starting with you, Walt. Um, ton of flavor in here. Um, you know, not not super. Strong ABV wise, six and a half, six point six, six and a half percent. Um, though it's a very like specific flavor. Um, I'm gonna give it a three. I would say if I was, it, it, it depends on what time of day we're drinking here. If it's if we're having like a boozy breakfast. Let's, well, this weekend we have a noon game, There's right? A, well, no, well, that was last weekend, and the, that's right. We that's right. dominated, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Because we, yeah, sorry, we yeah. recently switched up our recording schedule, time. so no one knows what time it is At here. At time of publish. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if you were getting, if you're getting, but say we, we've got some noon games coming up, so like, say you're getting a nice breakfast, um, and you're having a beer with like a... English breakfast? You know, yeah, a plate of, a plate of pancakes or an omelet or whatever, anything you're drinking coffee with, if coffee's going with it, this beer's going with it, mm-hmm. and I could have three of these at breakfast depending on what I was doing for the rest of the day. So I'm going to say three. Maybe four, but I'm going to go three. <laughs> I think the fact that we named this beer after a 24-hour mainstay of campus that is, in fact, open, always, closed, never, I feel like this beer is also that. Like, we're sitting here, and when we record this, it's, you know, middle of the afternoon, I had a couple of these at tailgates in the morning, and then I had a couple around a fire the next day at night, and it was open always. It was always good. It was exactly what I wanted. And while normally when it's a flavorful beer, I tend to back off of my crushability rating, with this one, it just complements any scenario. So ABV-wise, I back off of a five to a four, but... I feel very confident going in at four because I've tested, the, I've tested the theory a few times already in this um, semi-short football season that we've already had. Yeah, I also uh, uh, took this one for a road test. Um, so um, <laughs> we, have, we had a confirmed three. Granted, there was a good uh, uh, hour uh, in between two and three when I put the kids to bed. But if I had a fourth, I would have drank that fourth. This... Um, we, we mashed this a little higher this year, a little bit of extra grain to, to going into the grist just to keep some more residual sweetness in there because, you know, coffee and obviously the, the cocoa nibs um, can be bitter. And uh, I think last year it was a little bit, it leaned more into that kind of uh, bitter chocolate, bitter coffee. And this, again, it's, you know, these adjuncty beers normally aren't my jam, but I, I really, really like this. And, yeah, I would say this is a, a solid four. I feel like when we sat down to drink it, just as it got poured here, we all took a sip and it was like, ah, it's like, just take a sip, it's so good. No, chocolate peanut butter beers aren't supposed to be, like, <laughs> crushers. Right. This, this, just, this is a crusher. Yeah, that's a lead yeah. into my rank. I'm going to bring the score down a little bit. This is a two for me. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to go two of these, and then I'm going to move on to something that's a, a little bit more crushable for my palate. Uh, oh, look at this. Oh, a calculator. We have, we, we have some hard math here. Uh, that brings our average with that to a 3.25. Which will just round up to once a 4. Once you've opened, I was going to say, once you open that third, it's... It's, that's, it's sold, right? Yeah. It's beer yeah. open. It's a beer sold. The sound of you opening the can is the sound of you buying the whole can. Walt's favorite <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I can't take credit for it. I'll give that to Cosmo our friend Kramer. Cosmo Kramer and uh, probably more likely Larry David. Yeah, so there you go. There we go. Hey. Crush responsibly, as always. Oh, yes, of course. You want to make sure that that is... Uh, Especially if crushing in the morning. Make sure you've got a plan for the rest of your day. Well, uh, Walt. Yeah. We talk about, uh, we're talking about some OSU games. Are we showing any OSU games this week? No, we don't show as high as day games here. Oh, interesting. Well, what are we, what are we doing this week? <laughs> that was a, that was, that was a hilarious joke. We show all... Uh, Ohio State football games here and every game. Yeah, of course. Outside Indoors, in out, the beer garden. You know, outside weather permitting. Inside we got a bunch of TVs too. And uh, we'll have audio on for all football games as well. And I guess we should also mention we show all Columbus crew matches um, as well. 
And all U.S. men's and, and women's soccer. Yeah, yeah, we got it all. And Cleveland then, uh, Browns. We got we got the uh, against our better judgment. Cleveland yeah, we Browns. Yeah, we'll have Browns and. Don't uh, do it to yourself. It's not worth it. I guess the Bengals bandwagon's pretty full these days, so we'll probably have Bengals games on too. Um, we have the NFL ticket down here, so we can put um, whatever game you need on one of the at least one of the inside TVs, and we'll have the Browns. Uh, or Bengals on the big screen outside, uh, but w- we can get all that stuff on. So come on down and watch some games with us this fall, whether it's college or pro, soccer, um, whatever uh, F one. Ooh, F one. F one. We we were showing all the F one races, so we got you covered. Uh, whatever uh, sport the you Grand might Spree, be into. If anybody uh, listened a few week ago, yeah, all, all Grand Prix, all Grand Prix, all the time. Uh, any, if anyone uh, who listens to this does come to uh, the F1 on Sunday. Uh, I kegged out um, uh, Box Box, so Ooh. we will have that um, coming back. Uh, I believe we just tap that for the F1 series. Correct. Yeah. So, Correct. Um, yeah, I believe we tap it and then untap it. And by untap it, I mean we just don't pour it until the next <laughs> F1 race. Um, but yeah, come on down. Uh, F1's been crazy cool. The amount of people coming out for that. Uh Really fun, even as someone that doesn't know or understand F1 as much as my wife, who's now a super fan, um, and uh, a bunch of the brewers and taproom folks here. Uh, big, big F1 heads. They got, got race suits. This is they a got, new thing, right? This is, a, this is with the yeah, doc- they just documentary. Doing like, F1, what, what is this? Uh, the, like in the last this? year, I think. I think the fandom's always been there, but no, okay. I, I think there's a, there's a level of... Uh, <laughs> Um, access that people have gotten. What's the what's the Netflix series? Well, I think there's a level of access for like watching races here um, live, but then also Netflix did a or is doing. I think it's ongoing a, a, a documentary series uh, where it's like they'll do one season of this documentary that aligns with one season of F1, mm-hmm. and they've done I think four of these and going into mm-hmm. the fifth and. I think that has introduced the sport and, like, educated, introduced the sport to a lot of American fans and sort of educated them on a sport that um, before that was, like, pretty, I guess, difficult to get into as an American. Like, if you can't watch it on TV every week, like... right. Um, yeah, the, the exposure and then the access, the yeah. combo, I think, has really made it be something. And it's cool because I think that when you tend to watch a game, if you come to a bar or you come out to the tap room or the beer garden and you're watching a team play, you know, it's it's you're either on the, for, rooting for this team or for that team. And I think with and th- what's F1, cool, you're rooting for companies. You can root. <laughs> but <laughs> you Mercedes can, or Adam, Red Bull. Adam explained to me, because I was asking, like, break it down for me because I want to get into it. I want to understand it. Cool. And they're talking like you could be a really big fan of a driver and it doesn't matter who he's driving for, but you could be like really keen on this driver and you're rooting for that driver regardless of who he's driving for. Yeah, we're or, just all hoping Mercedes makes like, it as a company. <laughs> like Wonder Bread or like Ricky Bobby. Or but then like you can also root for the the so there's the the brand or the company that makes the vehicle. So you've got like the Red Bull Racing or you've got the Ferrari or whoever. But then he told me there's a nuance of like you could have a Ferrari engine. People are probably screaming at this. That's totally wrong. But yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think any of us. Do you watch F1? 
Dan? No, but again, I've been here you know, some weekends when I'm working. Yeah. I, if you don't want to do any of this homework, it's just really fun to sit yes. out there and watch people yell at the screen and drink a beer. <laughs> that's that's what really I fun. Do. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to yeah. do. But essentially, like the fact that you could care about the engine that's in the vehicle, like a Ferrari engine and a Red Bull racing or something like that, and you care and you're rooting for this guy because he's got... It's wild. I just want to be and a fan of I the I feel fans. like, the, yeah, the camaraderie and like the, the sort of jovial nature of enjoying it collectively yeah. is so cool. And I feel like our atmosphere down here is yeah. unmatched. So and I just love the way McLaren uh, makes their spark plugs. Yeah, man. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that, I'm redesign, that, that 2022 redesign really <laughs> notched things yeah, up. Not to, not to make light of it. A lot of, a lot of uh, exciting stuff. And I, I've, I've watched some of his Netflix. My wife has co- totally hooked on the Netflix documentary series. I've watched some of it. It's pretty, uh, there's a lot of like, just like drama and like stuff that goes on and like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. And it, I, I will come down for a race at some point. It yeah. sounds fun. I'm watching it. That's yeah. it. I, right. I just tell Jordan, I'm, I'd be more <laughs> in if they had ramps Ooh. and jumps <laughs> and loops Fire like race. If you could knock someone on a jumps, that would be bad. <laughs> if, you, if you had like a Mario Kart element to it, throw shells at one another. Definitely all in, yeah. It's like a matchbox car. Yeah. What's happening the next day? <laughs> uh, what's happening the next day? The next Monday. Day. <laughs> Why don't we talk? This comes out on Thursday, so maybe we yeah, talk okay, about right, Let's yeah. just do it sequentially. Okay. Here. So it still comes out on Thursday. We're just like, it's like a week we're ahead a of ahead. where we used yeah. to be. So we're just, so again, if I mess up, um, you can email Meredith at Langrant. I believe Brewing. it was feedback. <laughs> Meredith yeah, feedback, feedback at, <laughs> at Meredith at Langrant. I heard that last <laughs> week, and yeah. I was I didn't receive any emails because it was in fact because correct. Because pro- I'm sure I got it 100 percent right. <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, Ohio State tomorrow or no, not tomorrow. <laughs> God, I already messed up. This week, Ohio State takes on our traditional rival to the north, Toledo, uh, and so they've made that a night game at seven o'clock. Because it's such a big matchup, uh, we'll have that on outside, weather permitting, inside, of course. So come on down for that. Um, should be a, a fun game to watch if you you're an Ohio State fan. test the open always theory. You can come yeah. down early yeah. mm-hmm. to yeah. have a couple open always, yeah. Uh, yeah. hang out for later. I hear if Toledo loses, they're going to make them become part of Michigan. But mm. I, can't, I neither <laughs> cannot be confirmed or uh, Re- denied. Return them from where they came. It's like that other team up north. Um. So we got that. I think that's it. On Saturday. <laughs> Forever. No. Uh, sorry. This is going so smoothly. So smoothly. Psyched myself out here. Sound this smoothly. time changes. Recording time changes. Just, just read thrown me off my just game. Just read my notes. We're just. I, know, I am reading the notes. We're speaking to a future audience. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right. Tonight, uh, Beer Garden Music Series rolls on. We have live music every Thursday, uh, Thursday evening and Sunday afternoon until it turns cold. Uh, tonight we have Eric Clemens, the Eric Clemens trio from six to eight. I assume that's not the Eric Clemens I played high school basketball with, but it might be. Um, and uh, either way, it's gonna be great. They play six to eight. Come on out for that. Um, tomorrow, Friday night, uh, the Freshest Events, their DJ series. They're all wel- all are welcome. DJ series uh, continues with DJ E Marbles <laughs> and DJ JMA. That I'm sorry. This is like I didn't mean to. To, to no, there. There's just no, like some, I didn't either. some no, it's, uh, I, capital it, letters and some lowercase lever, letters in DJE Marbles. Uh, the DJs um, actually have really awesome names. Yeah. And the one that was last week that I was, oh, man, last week's one was awesome too. Yeah. 
And uh, the, no, the the DJ series is incredible. Um, they really turn it out. There, it, it's it's been great. Starts at eight o'clock. So DJ JMA and DJ E Marbles, starting eight o'clock uh, until close on Friday night. That's tomorrow. Um, Saturday is the aforementioned uh, Ohio State home game at seven o'clock against Toledo. Sunday we've got Browns versus Jets at at one. Crew versus Portland at one, uh, and then presumably the Bengals as well. I don't know. It's going to be a busy afternoon um, here on Sunday. And then we have our music market uh, with pop-up shops curated by Kept kept by K. Uh, The market's open 3 to 7. The music series uh, is Najura. Um, They're playing 4 to 6. So, man, that's a big Sunday afternoon right there. Um, so come on out. We'll have uh, stuff on outside, stuff on inside. We'll have music, we'll have pop-ups. I believe that's also the day that we're tapping Las Pilas, the return of our collaboration beer with Ohio Hispanic Coalition, because it's going to get tapped at the crew game that day, and we're going to have a nice activation over there with um, celebrating the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. So opportunity to have that beer return with its its roasted plantains. and It's a roasted plantain. Oh, I love that correct. beer. And, uh, Dark and masa. Yes, and masa. So it's it's a really good beer. It was one that sold out way too quickly last time. So we're really excited to bring that back. It'll be a taproom exclusive, but it'll also be tapping at Crew Stadium. So if you're heading to that match, it's an opportunity to see that um, beer. I believe pretty much at our bar pub. Are you packaging that in cans, or is that going to be? A It'll be all draft, draft only. Draft right. only. But we will have uh, we'll have it here and uh, at Crew Stadium. So op- or I guess lower.com field. So an opportunity to get that. Yeah. So a real Sunday fun day, as they say um, out there. Monday, our fall cornhole league uh, play is at 6 o'clock. You can go to gocornhole.com for info on that. Uh, Tuesday, we have Pop Culture Trivia hosted by our good friend Travis Hoesher. That's every Tuesday. And we like to show a movie after trivia. Uh, and we feature questions about the movie in trivia. And... Uh, <laughs> This is funny because um, my sister actually sent a video of her uh, kid giving a quote from this movie that we're showing that we can't say the name of. And the quote was, it's not black, it's Navi Blue. It's Navi Blue. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. If you get that quote, you'll know what movie it is. If you don't... um, I believe Franck. It's also the name Frunk of a Vampire that. Weekend album that recently came out. I've actually never seen the film that we're not allowed yeah. to talk about. Well, the name of the Vampire Weekend album that is a great album that came out is called Father of the Bride. Oh, we'll yeah. have to look it up. Yeah. Um, it's their second best album. But we're also playing a movie. Not related. Uh, yeah. Completely unrelated. Not, not related. So anyway, um, we've got some other stuff going on too. Uh, we've got a, con- a duet concert featuring uh, David Kopfer and Land Grant's own Liz Fisher Ooh. on violin. Um, they're going to be playing modern pop and rock songs. That is on Wednesday from six to eight. Be here I'm for that. So excited for that. That's going to be awesome. It's yeah. incre- like Liz sure. is incredible. Yeah. And I got to see a sort of a sneak peek of her playing with Devin. Yeah. And it was really, really neat. And I feel like there's almost this, um, what do you want to call it, Bridgerton effect of repurposing more modern music oh, okay, into that yeah. kind of vibe. And I just, I'm, it's sort of something that they're just sort of curating and doing. And I think it's going to be really neat. I'm really excited for it. I'll cool. definitely be here for that. Super cool. And I've done something different this week where I've, um, I'm going to do the, the food options separate. 
oh, to smart. really make things clear. To because amplify. I, I've really done a, a streamlined job of saying all the things that are going on here. Um, but uh, Thursday through Sunday, we have uh, Ray Ray's Hog Pet, amazing barbecue. Ever heard of it? Award-winning barbecue. We have uh, Mikey's Late Night Slice Pizza by the slice or by the pie. Um, and we have Dodo Donuts. And then also on Mondays is Mikey's Late Night Slice. And then on Tuesdays, we have our good friends from Tortilla, uh, most Tuesdays. And then Wednesdays, we have our awesome pals at uh, Two Fat Indians here. So so much yeah. good food to go along with our good yeah. beer. So we always got something good to eat here. Um, come on down, drink some beer, eat some food, catch some events, or come on Wednesday when we don't have any events and you can just hang out and... Not worry about anything. Not worry about anything. Have some delicious Indian food. Other than this Wednesday, where we have an awesome concert. So it's true. I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things going on. So just come there's on. There's always something going on, and even if there's not, you know the beer is here. I think for a future events rundown, um, <laughs> Walt should have to do St- every stick event to the script as <laughs> as if it were. The uh, the movie preview and just kind of hint at what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> well, granted, it'll probably take us an hour and a half to get through it, but still. Why don't you tell me what the event well, is? Uh, there's one big event I didn't mention. I'll try and do that. So, like, let's say Land Grant was about to enter into um, third grade, and <laughs> maybe and their most recent birthday was a real heater of a party with booze. That would be on October 1st. Our eighth anniversary party is coming up on October 1st, a Saturday. Yeah, the uh, all the deets went out earlier this week, if you're listening to this in real time. Um, but it's really exciting because I feel like we know how to throw a party, and we're in a place where we can do that again, which is awesome. And then the bonus of having a Saturday party is that you want to watch the Buckeyes, you want to watch the crew, you got that opportunity, you want to come down and just listen to some music, get your kiddos dance into the shaz bots you can do that too so if you head over to our website at landgrantbrewing.com slash lg8 you can get all the details see all the stuff we have coming up including some very exciting returning beverages that we will be talking about soon yeah and if i'm doing my job correctly which is (laughs) we'll see uh you should just be able to go to landgrantbrewing.com and it should be right in your face there I was telling, click the big LG8 in your logo. Face. Before we recorded, I told Meredith that I've never been to an LG party, uh, anniversary party before, so I'm looking forward to my first one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's an incredible experience. The reputation is, is mm-hmm. well, it's high. Nothing like it. Well, uh, the last thing we have is closing thoughts. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we end our show tonight? I have a thought. Oh, let's go. So as the podcast listening universe knows, we mm-hmm. have shifted our um, record time and, and date for these podcasts. And I've learned today as per- a participant that perhaps we limit our Friday intake of our bevies to keep us a little bit more on track. Because that Friday record is nice and loose, which I don't mind. I've only had two beers. I'm not saying it's just you. I'm just saying in general, <laughs> collectively, <laughs> we can tighten it up. That's no. not the issue. I disagree. <laughs> I think this is more listenable. I, well, I'm not saying it's not no, I feel I, like this is the best I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would also like to call out the fact that we have not received any 
complaints, uh, <laughs> negative feedback, <laughs> negative feedback. <laughs> that feedback at Meredith at Lang. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's feedback at Meredith. That's, that's what to the we fake, should read. To the fake email address <laughs> we gave out last week. No, today's no, complaint from a listener. <laughs> yeah, question from a listener's gone by the way, so it's going to be uh, feedback from a listener. Um, no, is speaking about feedback from a listener, we had solicited a user-generated uh, how crushable is it in terms of sound bites or opportunities to to zhuzh up that sound bite. So oh, yeah, we did. We haven't gotten any yet. I haven't gotten any, Eric. I don't think you have either. So I have not, but those can be sent. <laughs> those actually can be sent uh, over to us, and there's also a spot on our website if you want to contact us. Yeah, so, Mom, you're going to want to open the record function <laughs> on your phone, and you, you do a recording, and then you email it to Meredith at landgrandbrewing.com. Yeah, please do. Yeah. My closing thoughts, and it's completely relevant to our conversation today, but I'm trying out these uh, blue light glasses, and as of today, I don't think they do anything. I th- my, my hot take is that I think blue light glasses are a scam. It's a sham? Yeah. A scam, sham, well, whatever you call it. Is there any hard data you guys have on this? They're supposed to just make your eyes not feel strained. Exactly. That's what Did I your try. eyes feel strained very before? very strained, yes. And they, they still and do kind they of continue are. to feel strained? I mean, Today you know. is the first day you're wearing them? Well, it yeah. sounds like they're working then. Well, it's... If they went from very strained to, well, you know. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like... On a scale of very strange. Yeah. From a blue light blocker perspective, do you wear them all the time or solely when you're working on your computer? I felt like today when I came into the brewery, I was wearing them. So when I left and I did my routes for my sales mm-hmm. position, and then I came back, I had to put them back on to have some level did of consistency. Did you look at your phone during that time? To my GPS, yeah. So you had blue light from your phone. That's so true. perhaps you weren't fully blocking said blue light and therefore aren't receiving the maximum I'm impact. saying I'm trying them out today, and uh, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. But so far, I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, camp of a uh, scam, but we'll see. <laughs> I'll say I had a pair that I wore a lot, and I liked them, but I now don't know where they are. I don't know how long I need to keep wearing them to feel the full effects either, so that's another thing. I'm just like... I feel like I paid too much to get LASIK last year that I don't want glasses on my <laughs> face until I absolutely have to anymore. So I, uh, unless the blue light ruins them, I don't know, maybe there's incentive there. But I think that's one of those things like, uh, I don't know, you know stopping uh, smoking or eating sweets or losing 20 pounds, you're like, I'm going to feel amazing. And you're just like, oh, it's just a slightly less crappy version of my normal self. <laughs> 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 um, I, I was expecting to feel way different. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, guys, uh, this has been really fun. Uh, I'm really glad we got to show some open always together and I'm looking forward to a lot of these week's events. So um, in the meantime, you can always send us feedback. You know where. <laughs> Or do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please remember to tip your bartenders. Please come down to uh, Land Grant and enjoy uh, some beers with us. And uh, we will see you all here at Beers of the Brewers next week. Yeah, and if you were uh, down at the big rivalry game this weekend against our hated rivals from the north, the Toledo Rockets, uh, and you see the big uh, formerly red, now pink <laughs> Land Grant van, come say hey. Are we going to be there? Yeah. We're always there. It's 7 o'clock game. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah. All right, cheers, everybody. Anybody else here? We're not there. Well, we got, yeah, come say <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Land ho. Land, <laughs> Land ho, indeed. All right, later. <laughs>